0: by emailing us at info at Bushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so in our app or by visiting give.
1: Well, welcome to another episode of Digging for the Truth. And welcome back, my bride.
2: Hi, thank you.
1: I'm so glad that you decided to do this again with me.
2: Well, you're gonna take me to dinner after this, so. Right? That's what
1: she told me. So basically, I can buy her off with uh, a dinner date, which actually that goes a long way. You know, when you have five kids, a dinner date, man, that's like gold. Yeah, right? for sure. So, well, anyway, we I just want to tell you on the audience and thank y'all so much for listening. Um, y'all have given us a lot of great feedback. In fact, uh, this marriage, the last marriage episode that we did, "How to Build a Great Marriage," um, I think is probably one of the best responses we ever had. I think it's because she's on the podcast and she's really pretty, but...
2: No, I think uh, it's because it's relevant. There are lots of people who are married and it's applicable to a lot of lives. Well, all right. I I don't think it has anything to do with me, but thank you.
1: I think it has a lot to do with you, but I am glad that you're doing it with me. Me too. And I I think that it's important that we talk about this topic because, you know, uh, Brandy and I want to kind of share a little bit about just our history in marriage and the things that we've done to have a successful marriage. Um, And... As we mentioned in the previous, we're going to kind of recap a few things, but as we kind of mentioned in the previous podcast, uh, it was uh, how do you build a, a really good marriage, and we were very teachable going in. Um, we listened to a lot of Marriage on the Rock. It was a yearly listen and or read uh, or watch for a while. We sat under good teaching, uh, and so there was there was a lot there for us to pull from, and then we began to figure each other out, and, and, and as we got through marriage, and we kind of came up a lot with our kind of our own nomenclature and things that were a positive impact on our marriage.
0: Right.
1: And so tonight, really, I'm going to go ahead and start with the scripture. This scripture, I think, kind of sets the whole tone uh, for the things that we're going to talk about tonight. And uh, and Brandy, if you don't mind, I'm going to kind of just let you sure. read that to us and talk to us about it.
2: Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Of course, y'all know that as the love chapter, 1 Corinthians thirteen, four through 8.
1: You know, and if you go, so Brandy and I, I'm going to leave that scripture up for just a little bit so that you can kind of look at it. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things that, um, you know, you can go point by point on. And when you look at that in regards to marriage, that's one of those things that I think every bit of that, you you know, you're going to suffer along. You're going to be kind. You don't envy. And we're going to talk about, I don't think we're going to hit every one of those points tonight, but we're going to hit uh, a number of them.
2: Right. Well, in First John four seven, it said it, it talks about love being from God. God is love, and anyone who loves has been born of God. And the truth is, if if you don't have God within you, it's kind of hard to love in this manner. It, it's, in fact, I would say it's not something that we can manufacture within our own personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that comes only from the agape love of Christ, I think, that we would be able to even attempt this, because that sounds pretty high.
1: Well, on our own ability, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. So, love is God, right? So, the the one thing we thought we'd kind of do tonight is, there's there's a couple of phrases that have become, um, I think, central in our marriage. Taylor culture. Yeah, Taylor culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we're going to kind of share a few of those. And really, the, the first one of those actually happens to be, and that's even kind of the title of this podcast tonight mm-hmm. is... Uh, being in it together. This was something that took us a little bit of time. If you think about a lot of, mar- I was listening to a comedian the other day. It was actually kind of funny, but you know, he's talking about, you know, in their marriage, they just go to, it's the old fashioned hand-to-hand combat and silent treatment. And and it's kind of funny, you know, you have to kind of hear it in context, but that the point is, is he mentioned silent treatment. And that's a phrase that I think I, I called being iced out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I think before we go any further, I, I think we need to talk about where and you I think you probably have more to say on this, when we kinda of began this in our marriage and where it came from.
2: Well when we were first married, we at this point we had two kids and he was in a season where he was working twelve to fifteen hours a day and then we had a commute. We he he would commute about an hour there an hour back and it was just it was a really challenging season and I, I kind of was in the beginning stages of figuring out how to be a, a mom a stay-at-home mom and oh this is who I am now
1: okay um and I want to go ahead and say on this the enemy comes in a lot of areas so Brandy if you if you've been around her you know her first of all you've seen her on stage singing she's a beautiful beautiful singer um she actually went to WT she was a music major and when we first met, um, in fact, it was a week after you did your senior recital-ish, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. And so a senior recital, you know, for a vocalist, I mean, it's kind of like, that's what you build your whole college. It's the pinnacle of your college career, really, right? On the, on the
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: And you had a phenomenal turnout. I know lots of people for years and years, you know, they would say, oh, wow, well, we, we, we went to our senior, senior recital. And I, I didn't get to go. I heard it on, missed, on missed CD. Missed it by a few days. I, yeah, I missed it by a week but the the thing was after that so she was a vocalist she did opera and uh even though you kind of say that you're not in love with opera whatever but it was you were given a lot of opportunity
2: yeah there's a lot of momentum um I I had a lot of favor and it's not something I loved but I happened to have favor in that area and a lot of people believed in me um I, a lot of people were very good to me. I think that's it. And there was a lot of momentum for me to maybe go out and beyond Amarillo. And I think um, that there were opportunities that these really important people were going to connect me with other important people. And um, But then I met Trent and I. I it all downhill after no, that. No, <laughs> it was my dream. It really was. But um, so back to being a stay at home mom, I think I had to learned my identity within the four walls of our little house and just the the monotony of motherhood and Taking care of a well, house. Well, that was so kind of my that. point,
1: though. So you're dealing with monotony, monotony now. Uh-huh. But you were looking at potentially going to New York or all yeah. these big places and lights, and now That's you're exciting. dealing with, yeah, now now you're in the middle of poo.
2: Yeah, a lot of a lot of kids and laundry and, well, at this point though, when this this in it together phrase was first coined within our our marriage, um, he would come home and I'd be drained and suffering from all that. Lack of identity and my—is this my purpose? Is this all I' gonna do now? Um, and I iced him out. I would I would be an ice wall when he come home. Hello, how are you? Have a good day. Okay, well I'm going to bed. And because I had built this wall up, there was no warmth, and because there was no warmth, there was no connection. And he's he didn't want to be at work all that no all that long. It was something that really. They needed him, and he pulled through, and um, he was providing for our family. But I I just, now I look back, and I think, oh, poor baby. I'm Aww, sorry I, I iced you out. But we're good, sugar. He would tell me, there was, there was one night where he, he was longing for that connection that we had where we felt in love, too. Like, we weren't just deciding to be in love. We f- would feel in love. And you told me, I just want to feel like we're in it together that I was, I was going to work with him, not physically, but I'm supporting him in that action, in those hours, those grueling hours that he was, he was working. And so in it together, when I would begin to ice him out, or if I, on the flip side, if I felt like I was parenting alone, I would say, I just need to feel like we're in it together. And that became Taylor culture.
1: You know, it, it did. And I think it's important. Um, so real quick, let's talk about being iced out. I think that this is something that's really common inside of relationships, and it comes back to the point of communication mm-hmm. and being in it together. For me, I, I already – and Le- Le- Wolf, let me first say this. Let me talk to the men. If your entire life, okay, if, if you're a workaholic, that's a different thing. Um, there, sometimes in life there are seasons where you just got to work hard. We were a single income, still are. Um, and it was, a, it's been a very difficult decision, but I think one that's,
2: yeah, don't regret it.
1: Paying, yeah. Paying good dividends. Yeah. So, but yes, that means that there are going to be seasons, um, where I may have to work. Um, uh, we, we own our own business. And so, um, I may be busy and, and just have to do things, especially in the field that I'm in, there's government regulation and clearly it's not going away. But if that is my lifestyle where I'm constantly gone and, and work, is ahead of my wife, or if work is ahead of anything other than so God, Brandy, my wife, my children, okay, then you know then my job I guess because I have to be able to provide for my family, right? You know, but it, it's you have to have that priority. So, but this was a season we know it was going to be a season, um, and and so whenever she would ice me out though, I already felt alone, like as a, as a guy, I felt alone and vulnerable. I'm sure a lot of us men, We that's actually something we mentioned in a previous podcast, is that sometimes at work, I mean, that's where we're getting a validation, honor, but also, we can also feel like a fraud. Like, I mean, so I needed her validation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the enemy comes in um, and just sits on our shoulder and begins to accuse. That's why they, the, you know, Jesus calls him. The word says that he is the accuser of the brethren.
2: Revelation twelve ten, I think.
1: So it's important that that we were in it together and the she knew that i'm willing to and i I think you believe this it was just but i was willing to jump on a hand grenade for you and this really changed our marriage um and i think that one of the it's kind of interesting so when we began to kind of look at you know this the bigger picture in scripture the world may be falling uh, falling apart in our little world may be falling apart with work, finances, whatever it may be, but we are clinging together.
2: There were times when we have five kids. I don't know if you said that yet, but um, yeah, we did. The three youngest ones were born within three and a half years, boom, boom, boom. And so it was really crazy at our house for a little bit. And there I was would just... was a lot
1: of poo in our house.
2: Yeah. Uh, I would just imagine the tornado of our life around us, and we're just hugging in the middle of it. I've got you. I've got you. And we're supportive of each other. And just that visual stayed with me.
1: Well, there were some literal yeah. tornadoes, um, you know, in our, in, our, in our home. So, for example, I, came, I was walking in one day through the door, and our oldest daughter, she caught me at the door coming. She goes, I wouldn't go in there right now. If I, was. I was like, okay. So, <laughs> anyway, what had happened is Brandy, I mean, you never know. I mean, the kids are in the other room. She could hear them, and they are still – you just never know what they can get into. So Brandy heard them laugh, and she started thinking about it like, you know, I think they are laughing a little too much. Well, what they had done – and I don't remember how old they were at this point. They were little, but they had – there were ashes in the fireplace, and they were taking them, and they were throwing them up into the ceiling fan, and it was scattering them everywhere. When brandy went in there, they,
2: <laughs> they look like sackcloth and ashes. You know the Bible movies where you see the the grieving Jew with the sackcloth. <laughs> and they 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 were covered in ash, and <laughs> I would find it even as much as a year later. Uh, yeah, it, there was all kinds of we
1: have stories. I mean, there, there's have so stories. M- there's so many stories. Yeah, oh. and that's why every day there's something. I mean, even the other day we were talking. Um, in fact, before we came to do this podcast tonight, we're given all right. Y'all better get along because a night or two ago, two of the little girls, I mean, they're in a fist fight. Who knew little girls were going to fist fight? I mean, they're passionate. I, I thought that was a little boy thing. Yeah, they get it from their mama. Yeah. But so there's always something. And so it's in those seasons. It's every season we've learned to truly cling together.
0: Right.
1: I want to also point this out. This is important. Um, I, I know a lot of different relationships where the wife and the husband does not truly cleave from... Their mother and father, mm-hmm. because we are now the unit. We are now, other than God, each other's number one. Right. And you have got to make that 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 cleave. Um, I think that I, one of the best examples I ever heard about in regards to relationships with our parents is that they should be like good friends. You know, in regards to those boundaries. Um. And so, anyway, there's a lot when you start dealing with being in it together you're dealing with your job you're dealing with parents and other relationships and people who have opinion about your life um you know the enemy can come in from a lot of different angles and i think we just need to have our eyes open and ready uh for that
2: yeah i think also just being each other's fan i i am his biggest fan and he he's my biggest fan maybe in competition with my mom or our youngest
1: uh yeah i tell you what so cora our youngest she loves mama. She, she does. She's she my biggest mama. competitor. Yep.
2: Right. But yep. the thing is, if you if you consider your spouse, you're, you're their cheerleader. You're the one that's their number one fan. And if, if you consider that your role, then that's going to come from your mouth. That's out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaks. And we we deliberately try hard to praise one another I, you're so much better you're mm. you're more articulate than i am i tend to be a little more reserved with my words but if, to encourage, well. to encourage each other and and to be grateful thanks for going to work today thank you for loading the dishwasher thanks for putting the kids to bed um gratitude, I think, well, goes a long way.
1: Communication is always one of those things, which is not one of the big topics we're talking about tonight, but I think communication is interweaved with everything. Yeah. Um, you know, when we were first, so Brandy has learned, obviously, over the years that I'm not one of those people that just going to say something to say it. If I say it, I mean it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, if I don't mean it, I'm not good at saying it, right? But but with her, I do. I, I, I adore my wife. I truly do. And I'm not just saying it because I'm on a podcast. I I and we not we've had all kinds of different ups and downs in our marriage but I do adore my wife. And I tell her like in fact if I don't use words of affirmation with you now almost as soon as I walk through the door I think that maybe you even feel like oh something's wrong.
2: Yeah, what's wrong? What's what's matter? You didn't tell me hi right. <laughs> yeah, you didn't say hi right.
1: You know, these, these are important. Yeah. And, and it kind of l- l- lends us to the next thing. We're talking about roles. Mm-hmm. And we have roles, but, you know, so we do have roles. I, I am the breadwinner in our home. Um, I go to work. Um, we're going to talk about money here in a minute. But I, just because I go to work, when I go home, that doesn't mean I get to kick up my feet. Brandy works harder than anybody. You, 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 We homeschool. We've mentioned we have five kids. We also homeschool. And so we have one that's about to graduate, and then our youngest, you know, she's eight years old. And so we have a 10-year gap in there. And so she is, con- and then in between all, all, all that, you know, we have, you know, co-op, and we have this lesson or that lesson, and, and, you know, just life. And so what she's doing is incredibly difficult. So when I come home, my kids need to see me plug in. Now, there are, if there's a burglar in the house, my job. Okay, we've established that. (laughs) All right. But what's funny, you may not know about this, about my bride, but she is the plunger queen.
2: Yeah, things you never knew you'd be good at. <laughs> With five kids, I've learned to use a plunger really well. I am so good at this. I, I don't mean to be boastful, but I need a she golden is, plunger. And I
1: wish I had some video to show. Of course, I know she wouldn't let me do no, it. No,
2: you can't not video the plunger. <laughs> I, I, I videoed her
1: one not doing this. She's no, got her own little rhythm. You no, know, it's fun. Stop <laughs> it.
2: I have a system or like a. It works. It works.
1: And she can unplug anything, man sinks, toilets, yeah. bathtubs. I'm your girl. She is. So if you ever, hey, hidden talents.
2: Yeah. And I'm really good at super gluing things. I didn't know I would have to have these <laughs> skills and stuff. taping books back together. I can make it almost look like it never happened.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of things that when, <laughs> when they get ripped up in the house, you never know with the talents. You know, I, I think one of the things that's important too is, you know, so if you don't know my, my my history, a lot of, in fact, I was talking to a close friend the other day, had no clue. Uh, when I was six years old, my dad put me in wrestling. Uh, my mom put me in, wrest- uh, in piano, and neither one would let me quit. When I was 10 years old, I picked up the cello. So if you've watched us online and you've seen the cello guy up there, I'm the cello guy. Um, and so I played piano, keys, and all that stuff. But I also am a wrestler. And so I, I grew up on two very distinct sides. Um, so when I was at the wrestling at the Maverick Club, a lot of the kids I was hanging out with, they were so poor, uh, they could barely afford a 15 pair of dollar wrestling shoes. That was really good for me because it taught me so much. I saw people. Um, but so as I've gotten older, yes, I'm a, I'm a tough guy, um, you know, work out and you do body, all these things, okay? Um, but I'm also a softy, And I think a lot of men feel like they can't be soft or vulnerable uh, to their wife uh, or to their kids. And I want to tell you, man, that's a lie. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Um, it's important for my kids to see me do things in the house. Example, washing dishes.
2: Changing diapers.
1: Changing diapers. Well, I will admit, okay, so when I started, I was a rookie at first. When I started changing diapers, I had to wear a respirator. I did, because otherwise there's nothing but dry heaves. My little girl, she would sit there and she'd just touch it, you know. Like, what is like, that? why are you wearing a mask? Yeah, I look, I look like Darth Vader. <laughs> uh, but you know, washing dishes Um, helping my wife, seeing her and her struggle and her role for me to step in there and say, hey, listen, it's been a hard day. Go kick up your feet for a few minutes. Let me do this for you.
2: Well, and I think seeing the father as a nurturer, it doesn't diminish your masculinity at all. In fact, one of the names of of God, El Shaddai, is derived from a nurturing context.
1: Well, Holy Spirit. So, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard this said. I know you have, but that many times we can, so God is, you know, in three parts as we are in three parts, but Holy Spirit many times is the feminine aspect or attribute of, of God, loving and nurturing, comforter, Comforter, Mm -hmm. exactly. Okay. Um, and, and so Jesus himself, he is both the lion and the lamb. He was the sacrificial lamb that laid his life down for us. Let me tell you something. He's also the sovereign creator of the universe, man. He he could have called down and just wiped it out. He could have done anything he wanted to, but he chose to die on a cross for us. Mm-hmm. And that there's nothing more nurturing. And that when you think of it from that perspective, I mean, he's a stud too. If you think everything he went through, mm-hmm. but it's it's that's the example that we are, I think, as men need to relay and portray to our kids. Give um, anything you want to add on that, or
2: no, I. I think that another uh, another aspect, maybe we're kind of going into the next point, of being in it together is being the listener and, and providing comfort emotionally. You you know, there have been times where I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed and drowning and children and all of that. Um, but you, Trent, would just let me talk and you would empathize and have compassion and um, you weren't. Judgmental, and you weren't trying to fix me, but you you were there to empathize and be be there for me emotionally in it together.
1: There was this uh, video we uh, is a long time ago, and as soon as you're going to think about, it, you'll you'll remember this, and it was a Christian uh, audience or uh. uh, to put it out. And there is this is a husband and wife, and the wife had a nail in the middle of her forehead, like it is literally, and he's like, I I can fix it. And she's like, It's not about the nail. And he's like. But I, I can fix that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and she just wanted to talk about the nail. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't, didn't want him to yank out the nail. That was actually a good illustration for me. It's really funny and humorous, but uh, it's, it's, I think, very true. Men, we feel like we need to fix things. Right. Well, and, and I, mean, I, might, I might be overgeneralizing, but I think as a rule. Human um, nature, even. Though, yeah, as yeah. it, a rule, though. When I see something going on with Brandy, and I could say, hey, well, just do this, this, and this, and it'll fix your problems. That's really not what she needs. I mean, Holy Spirit, th- this is back to kingdom marriage. When we talked on the last episode, we talked about what a kingdom marriage looks like. Kingdom marriage is, I am a safe place. She is a safe place for us to just pour our heart out and to communicate and to, to dump it all out. Holy Spirit, and, and that, that allows for healing. That Holy Spirit comes in and corrects if there's correction,
2: right? And I think just as a spouse, you can be there to cushion life, just to just to be that, that that safety cushion. I'm here to love you unconditionally, not judge you, not counsel you unless you ask for it, or you know if the Holy Spirit leads. But I think it's also it's that love is patient, it is kind, it protects, hopes, perseveres. It's that that same. That vibe but you know to be that cushion and p- protect you
1: well in, in honestly so we mentioned touched on it but this is it's this it's a similar topic but for example like uh, I think is today or yesterday I was just telling you my day so we always we have one I come home at night one of the things that we still do even with our big kids is we tell our kids you know it's mommy daddy time <laughs> I'm telling my 18 year old my 16 year old it's mommy daddy time because Brandy and I need to reconnect Now, I understand that a lot of men, you may come home, or women, you may come home from work and it's been a hard day. And you might need 10, 15 minutes of just your alone time. That's your personality. Go back, get changed, whatever. But then, both of you, you need to connect. Um, Brandy is plugging me back into the house. It's important. So I have, just like, uh, think about, it's war, you know, going out and coming in. Mm -hmm. When I go to work, I am going out. When I'm worshiping, I am coming in. And when I come home, it's an act of worship for me. We have a thing that every night um, at dinner, we try to eat most evenings together as a family. And so we do one of the things that we do is we'll say, all right, well, what was your favorite part of the day? And we have another little envelope we'll pull from and, and ask questions. But everybody knows when it gets to me, you know, all the little girls will go, what's your favorite part of the day? And they'll all be like, coming home, you know, or, you know, they'll know it's walking, coming home. That's my best part of the day. Yeah, so that going out, coming—it's an act of worship, plugging back in, reconnecting. And so the other day, though, I, I was just in this time. I was sharing with Brandy. I was like, "Yeah, I was driving down the road. I mean, there's, and I'm just going to be semi-blunt about this. There's basically naked women everywhere. You can't go anywhere. I was driving down the street, and a digital billboard, you know, basically had, you know, well, I mean, it was is essentially a naked woman on it." Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like, and it wasn't temptation for me. It's just, it's irritating, right? But I've been able to, that soft place she's talking about, I can share that without condemnation Mm -hmm. and say, yeah, I noticed it. Mm -hmm. And I was
2: compassionate. I I felt bad for you that you, they threw that in front of you because it's not fair.
1: So, you know, and I, and I appreciate that. That's one of those things that we love. I think one last thing to talk before we go to the next topic um, is just sharing dreams, you know, I, I, some people are dreamers. I, I happen to, to, to be one. I think I'm, as I'm aging, I'm becoming more of a realist, <laughs> but I still love to dream. Um, and we would go on trips. So trips are always a really good time for us. Show that the windshield time to shoulder to shoulder windshield time. And we'll talk. Uh, in fact, this podcast, we, um, we discussed this podcast on is windshield time coming back from a ski trip last weekend. So It's one of those things that we enjoy doing, and and as part of that conversation, it kind of reminded me, um, things obviously sometimes can be really tight and everything else, but I have, I've always been an optimist and a dreamer, and I would want to share my dreams, and and from your perspective, you might chime in on this one.
2: Okay. There was one particular trip, there was a big, long stretch of nothingness and Trent was talking, at this time we only had two children, and they were pretty little, and Trent was talking about his dreams to visit Ireland and Scotland, and I'm over there thinking, we are so broke, and we have two children, how in the world can we possibly go visit Ireland and Scotland, and anyway, I I said that out loud, and probably in that same way, and he just, oh, and he just got really quiet, and despondent even, and um, I was sitting there, and the Holy Spirit began to, hey, at my heart, and I, I began to listen, and I said, "Okay, Lord, what is it what you want to say?" And I remembered reading in Marriage on the Rock that um, one of man's needs is to recreate, and for Trent to be able to dream and talk about his recreation, or. or talk about going to scotland was recreation and it was it was doing something in his heart even just talking about it and dreaming with me even if we weren't buying tickets tomorrow and
1: we still haven't bought tickets no we <laughs> still haven't done it. we've been
2: married 20 years we haven't done it but i i learned something really important when he's talking about building whatever
1: <laughs> we, we, we talk about well I, i'm always talking about adding something or building something and a lot of times just for her for even for her yeah, or
2: like a wild west village oh like yeah he, that's his big vic- he, he'll talk about building this little that, and i want to build village. a chapel oh yeah. i like the chapel idea yeah, and gonna, i like I'm, the wild west village too don't get me wrong but anyway when now yeah. when i hear him talk about building the wild west village i'm not going where are we going to put that how are we going to afford it blah, blah, blah. just let him talk Let him dream. It's good for him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now that uh, y'all have all heard it and I have the approval, I am going to begin my project of building the Wild West Village. Okay. All right. Well, I think we should move on to topic number two. One of them that is actually, um, I'd say, a crux of many marriages, and that is money. Uh, You know, money, especially when you have, well, let's let's just talk. First of all, when you were married, when when you said for better or for worse, and you're in it together, that means every penny you have, it's not mine, it's not yours, it is ours. ours, period. I may be the one who's going to work, but it is. But there's no, think about all the things that she does in the day. It would be impossible for me to, to do what I do in work if she didn't do what she did, you know, in And and not only that, she's chosen to do the hard thing on top of it. I mean, the homeschool. I mean, all the things we do together. But it is our money. And whenever, um, and and, and we're going to, you know, talk a little bit more about some specific things. But I can't tell you how many marriages and different times I've counseled people. I'd say especially men. No, I don't know. I think it goes both ways. Um, But in the area of money. And I, there's one, I'm, one couple in particular that I absolutely love. Um, and I'm not going to give any names or anything like that. And God has healed them from this. But there was a scenario where money was a real big issue. She felt controlled. He made the money. She felt like she didn't have access to the money. He, and they were both very rigid. And it eventually, neither one would bend and they broke. They ended up getting a divorce. But God in a very short period of time restored them and they are now remarried and they have learned to bend and and how to communicate especially in this area but this is one of several but I think money was a big portion of that issue and I think that this is a good discussion so in regards to money ha, ha, tell me in our relationship I mean have you, you ever felt like I've tried to hold anything or hide anything from you
2: no, there was something early on, and and you know when you're first learning to be married, you learn how to communicate. And I, oh, I, I know what
1: story you're going to tell. Yeah, at Red Lobster.
2: At Red Lobster. Yep, that's the one.
1: <laughs>
2: I, I'm the thinker. I want to I want to mull it over and take a very long time, and it's excruciating to somebody who is a go. Let's all right. This is the vision. Let's go. And so we've learned how to compliment one another in that oh, area yeah. and then also to like yeah i can learn from him and he can learn from me but there was one time where we were gonna buy these trees and they were a really good deal and anyway i felt like well i don't know if we should buy those trees it just felt like a lot of money as a as a new newly married couple and he was like well i think we should buy these trees
1: no that's I, actually not what i said uh i was a little bit rougher than that so well we're gonna buy them it's a good deal
2: Oh, that's what she said.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. <laughs>
2: I don't think we bought the trees, did we? Actually, we did. But we did. but first, but by then we agreed.
1: Well, we didn't do it until we agreed. Um, right. and you I apologize. I, I I apologize quickly thereafter. Yeah, but I learned a lot about branding.
2: <gasps> those are the trees. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> those are the trees.
1: She just remembered. So it's in our old house, and we'll and drive I love by. Yeah, trees. and they're really big now. Um. But so when we're talking about, you know, money, well, I'll tell you another example or early on in our marriage. So when I can, I can process, hey, that's a good deal. That's a good deal. Let's move with that. That's going to, especially these days, right? Well, there's two stories I want to tell back to back. We were, re- we were remodeling a kitchen. Well, the first story is, is that, so we were fairly newly married and we're remodeling a kitchen and I'm talking, she's over there, I'm talking and I look over and she's crying. I'm like, what are you crying? She goes, you're yelling at me. I was like, I'm not yelling. I'm just talking, <laughs> you know? And so she was really tender. I was probably a little gruff. Um, and now it's the opposite. I'm a big old sissy. I think I've already mentioned that in a previous episode, uh-huh. but we went to Sears and there was a overhead, you know, vent hood and a stove. And I saw them, and I was like, "Hey, this is a great deal. This is, what we, this is exactly what we were looking for. This is what we should get." And she had a hard time. She's like, "I, I, I don't know," because it was. I mean, it was to us. It was a lot of money.
2: Well, and I was just freshly out of college, and so I mean, it just price tags kind of sticker shock at that point. I'm still that way though. I'm tight.
1: Yeah. Well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna show you how far we've come though here in just a second. And that actually, we don't argue much but that turned into a little bit of an argument like, what, what, what do you not, why do you not see it's a good deal and, but what that opportunity gave I was the Lord told me and I've mentioned this in previous podcasts but the God told me that you protect her heart yeah. and so even though I was frustrated with her we had a conversation and then she agreed and I didn't try to early on in our marriage in her defense I would get in lawyer mode and I would just bulldoze her God corrected me of that I've mentioned that before also and this is one of those things where God said, "Nope, you hold back and you explain it to her and let her process. We ended up getting them. Yeah. And but, you
2: heard uh, me and, and you, you would let me talk and ask me, well, why? And yeah, you worked through that one well. Good job.
1: So now you go, say you want to buy a car today because of all the doofuses and all the problems going on in the world and supply chains. And we're going to, you twenty thirty own nothing and be happy and all that junk. So we have a 16-year-old and we're looking for a vehicle. And uh, looking for a truck. and and I never thought in a million years a low mileage would be one hundred and fifty thousand miles or whatever, you know. Golly, what an insane world we live in. So this is back, I think in April, if I'm not mistaken, um, something yep. And we were looking for a vehicle for, for Grant, and I had been put on this thing, and this one vehicle popped up, and it was a great deal. In fact, it was so good. I, the, the vehicles that I had been looking at had been going left and right. Mm-hmm. Vehicles that I looked at with, that weren't as good as this were, you know, six, $8,000 more, maybe even ten. And I called Brandy, and I said, look, they hadn't even cleaned it yet. This thing is, I mean, a, a phenomenal vehicle. I said, we got to make a decision faster. They won't be here this afternoon. And, uh, and I, I hate putting pressure on her like that, but... To your in your defense though, you were like yeah, okay, uh, I have a piece. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the fastest financial big big, big financial decision I've ever seen her make. Well,
2: and you prepped me. He 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 told me this is likely to happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to think quickly. We're not gonna have time to think about it. It so anyway, I you prepped me. Well.
1: So it, it was it was a good deal. Yeah. And and that's the thing is that I think I've built trust.
2: Mm-hmm. You have a track record,
1: that's so good. we've 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 built trust with one another, um, and and trust goes a long way, mm-hmm. especially. So she trusts me in this area. I trust her in this area. We're in it together. So um, I think one of the biggest problems um, is tit for tat, and really that that you know this is kind of more than one section really, but point three, and that is tit for tat. So. I got some golf clubs, so I, you know, the the spouse is like I should get. Uh, I'm gonna
2: go buy, buy a Louis Vuitton bag. There you go. Okay, something.
1: You know, we, so we're gonna talk about some ground rules, and then we're gonna talk about the tip for tap. But for us, okay, depending on what it is, okay, if it's over, first, okay, let's say this. Let's say I have a gift card or I have some Christmas money, and we've we've budgeted, so we talk about we know what our budget is. We know each month how much we have to spend on groceries and 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 uh, lessons and whatever else. And I want to say this that my wife is the most sacrificial person I know. Okay. Mm-hmm. She really is. No, yes, you really are. In our family, she's the most sacrificial person. Let me tell you how, how sacrificial she is. So she will go, it's, she considers it an honor. She's always dressed first class, always looks so good, but it's, it's something that she loves to do is to go and see how she can buy nice clothes like this for the least amount of money. And she'll go to Goodwill and to these other clothing exchanges and all that stuff. And as a husband early on, that well, I'll just be honest, that really bothered me because I felt like I wasn't doing enough for her. She never complained, by the way. I, I want to say that. She never complained, not even for one nanosecond. And this was important. So she had a different mindset.
2: Well, that's kind of a game. I, I'm like, do you know how much this would cost retail? And I got it for three fifty um anyway it's it's a fun thing for me
1: so we have some agreements on that now if it's over a certain amount and depending on what we're looking at then i'm going to do it point in case we just rebuilt uh, a fence okay wow um you know we had to actually put it off because after covid what it was you know i started before covid i'd agreed i've been putting off this zip line for the kids for years it's like hey i'll do that and i'll do the fence in the spring well guess what happened in spring of 2020 So wood was through the roof. Um, It doubled, maybe even tripled in price. And so (laughs) that's another one of those things that we were waiting for it to come back down before we spent money. What's funny, I called one morning, just, you know, I'd heard wood prices were back down. They gave me a quote and it was almost pre-COVID price. And I was like, uh, hold on, I got to talk to my wife. It's a really good. You know, I look over it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> um, but even like on stain and all these things that we're buying, I mean, it's not cheap, right? So I'm like, hey, I'm, uh, this is my thinking. It's going to cost about this much for this month. Uh, is there any other things that, you know, we need to do instead? We'll agree on it.
2: Right. Well, back to tit for tad, though.
1: Yeah, but I'm just talking about, so I'm going to set some ground rules oh, right. in regards to that. So, you know, when we're talking about money, we're always communicating on money. So I'm not going to go and just buy anything over a certain amount.
2: Right. Oh, I see. Yeah. Until
1: we agree on it. That's right. what the ground rules I'm trying to set are. Okay. Right. I might see some golf clubs and you say, you know, I'm going to put on a credit card. She won't. I mean, what's she going to do after I get them? That becomes a very dangerous cycle.
2: Yeah. It's all rooted in, in jealousy and in selfishness, sometimes pride. Um, and those obviously aren't, aren't things very good.
1: Well, they are because then it also comes into, well, I deserve. Mm-hmm. That's a dangerous phrase. I, I'll tell you what. We don't deserve anything. Right. We didn't deserve our salvation. Um, I did not deserve this woman. The biggest act of grace other than my salvation that God ever showed me was let me marry her because um, she was way better than me. Everybody knows this at this point, you know. And, and so, but when we start saying, well, you know what, I deserve this purse or i deserve this car i i, I know i know relationships where uh, a spouse has gone and bought vehicles um man one of the worst ones i remember was this guy who went fishing in mexico while his wife was in the hospital having a baby that was a bad one okay so just said some bars there's, there's levels of bars that one was really bad um you know but again like you said some of the roots of that are jealousy and selfishness and pride. But one of the things that, that I like, that I don't know where this phrase came from, but it came into, you'll uh, tell me this, but you've called me, you'll say I'm a good gardener. And and I think that um, you say, like, you know, well, what do you want growing in your garden? If you get to say, I deserve it, those are weeds growing in your garden.
2: Right. It's something that I also tell the, tell the kids, um, if you sow – being nasty with your voice and you sow attitude, that's what you're going to reap. Everything. This is a reaping and sowing. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, tit for tat is definitely one of those things. If, if I go into it with that spirit, then I'm, I'm going to reap that. And um, anytime I have this uh, I deserve it attitude, I, I'm acting in the opposite spirit that Christ would.
1: Well, so looking up tit for tat online. Uh, some synonyms for tit-for-tat, which I thought were pretty, you know, aggressive. Retaliation, reprisal, counterattack, um, comeback, revenge, vengeance, retribution, recrimination, getting even. Um, I mean— <laughs> Sounds very legal and— Well, you know, and, and, but every one of those is bad. Right. I mean, and, and so, you know, when we feel like we deserve some— you know, I will say this: there are certain times, and this is just life, where one person we may be pouring into one side or the other a little more than the other for different reasons. You would agree with that,
2: right? Well, maybe maybe you're sick, or maybe there's a heavy workload, and you I'm going to have to pick up more slack at home than normal. But yeah, it's just seasons.
1: It's just seasons, and and the thing is, is that you know, going back to First Corinthians. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Love does not behave rudely. It's not puffed up. When we are humble, when we, I, there, there's, I mean, Brandy's, as, as many of you have seen or heard, uh, she's a beautiful singer. And when I, so she did a piece at Christmas that I just, I mean, it was, it was just so beautiful. I, I love to listen to her sing. It was, and, um, and I was, more excited for her and seeing her do that than if I had done any of that myself. So what it comes down to many times when we're talking about the tit for tat is where our hearts are towards one another. Um, when our hearts are directed towards the Father and I know that we're in it together, I, I, I don't want to steal from her. Um, if I'm, and I don't want to take from her. I don't want to, uh, you know, um, pull more towards my side. In, in selfishness, I, I want to bless her, and I think that a lot of the tit for tat stuff goes away when you get your heart right.
2: Mm-hmm. Again, that Philippians chapter two as our as our barometer, how how we're doing in that. Jesus laid his his throne down; he laid his his crown down to come and be with us. So,
1: well, he did, and I just I want to say this that. First of all, I'm just we're going to kind of wrap up here, but there's a couple of things I, 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 I want your help with. Um, we're trying to get the podcast um, to a minimum of 1,000 listeners per episode, uh, per week, basically. And, uh, and we have a number of uh, different ways that you can listen. You listen on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But here's what I'm requesting and asking help from the audience. If any of these podcasts have blessed you, if, if we have said anything that has helped your marriage— Um, If any of the other podcasts have just ministered to you in a way uh, that you would want to share with somebody else, please, would you just share the Church at Bushland's YouTube link or the Spotify or whatever? We're really trying to get those uh, subscribers up on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed yet on YouTube, go to YouTube and look for the Church at Bushland. Subscribe out there. Click the little bell so that you get new notifications when we put out new podcasts. But the other thing I want to ask you is if you have any questions... We're going to start doing some Q&A. If you have some trouble in your marriage and you feel like you need to reach out, we have phenomenal resources at the Church of Bushland. Please don't just sit and go through it yourself. We have so many good people and pastors that can help in this area. Uh, Reach out to the Church of Bushland. You can call them directly, uh, and we will get you some help. And I just want to tell you, we love you. Uh, we are so thankful for the, you coming uh, to the Church at Bushland, listening to these podcasts. Please, like I said, share it with somebody else. We hope that these have blessed you, and we can't wait to see you on the next one.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's podcast from the Church of Bushland. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by using the Church at Bushland. We are all about people because God is all about people. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference.